0: Behind the Bite Podcast is part of a network of podcasts that are good for the world. Check out podcasts like The Full of Shift Podcast, After the First Marriage Podcast, and Eating Recovery Academy over at practiceofthepractice.com backslash network. Welcome to Behind the Bite Podcast. This podcast is about the real-life struggles women face with food, body image and weight. We're here to help you inspire and create better, healthier lives. Welcome. Well, hello everyone. You know, today's show is just me and um, you know, there's a couple of reasons for that. Um some scheduling issues and um you know, some other things, but I actually was thinking about that. I think it was kind of the universe (laughs) making it so that I got to answering some questions that have, uh, it's interesting. I have been getting the same questions from many, many sources, um, not just from people I have sessions with or messages in my email inbox. Um, but also people in in normal day-to-day life. Um, and, What I've been getting asked is, Doc, I really am struggling because I really feel like I would just be so much happier if my body looked different. And, um, you know, we'll get into more of the nuances with, they bring up that discussion with me. And I know because I've talked on the podcast here before about toxic diet culture and societal um standards of beauty ideals that are just unattainable and um unrealistic and how you know social media puts out these images that you know like i said unattainable and unrealistic and and when you are constantly bombarded with those images and see them um that's gets put in your brain as that's what's considered quote-unquote beautiful and and it that's a setup right the diet and beauty industry continually puts those images out there so that people think that is attainable, number one, but that gets stuck in your mind as that's what you're supposed to look like. That becomes the standard. That's what you constantly see over and over and over again. Um, And so then if you look in the mirror at yourself and you don't look like that, you and your mind have a comparison going on and you're going, wait, I don't look like that. I look like me. Um, And then you feel bad about yourself. You feel like, oh, well, I must be doing something wrong because I don't look like all those other images I see all of the time. Um, And then this perception out there that, oh, well, because all these other people look like that, then it must be something that I can achieve, too. So how do I do that? I must, again, I must be doing something wrong. So there's this I'm not good enough not trying hard enough, right? I have to do something. I must be doing something wrong. Um, there's nothing wrong with you though, right? You're not doing anything wrong. What's wrong is that the diet and beauty industry is putting those things out there and perpetuating these erroneous beliefs, right? If you will, um, that people actually a look like that, they don't, but that people can actually look like that. Everybody can look like that, they can't. Um, and then it's even more horrendous, right? That then they try to sell you products and programs and things that they make tons and tons of money on, um, making you believe, oh, if you buy these things, then you know it's the holy grail to achieving these, that look or that body. Um, and then when you ultimately try these things and white knuckle it and struggle through them, and you can't sustain it because they're ridiculous, and you don't end up looking the way that you were promised. You blame yourself, right? You you don't blame the products. You don't blame anything else. You blame yourself. And you already felt bad to begin with, right? You felt bad. So that's what prompted you, right? To going and buying those products. You had hope. Those products gave you hope, right? They give you false promises. And so then when you don't achieve the goal, you blame yourself. So now you feel even worse, right? That's, That's a horrible setup. And you're also primed to going and buying another product and make those other companies even more rich, right? It's just a bad cycle. But I think what I was trying to bring up with all of this is, you know, I'm hearing these questions of, well, I just, I think I'll be happier if, right? Or I'm just waiting to do X, Y, or Z until I look different or achieve this goal. and. What goes along with that oftentimes is when I get into a discussion with somebody and I'll say, well, how do you know you're going to be happier if you look different? Um And I'll ask them, well, have you ever looked different? Have you ever like been in a body that size or appearance where, you know, you, you were different than you are now? And I often hear people say, oh yeah, you know what, when I was in high school or when I was you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago or before I had kids or whenever it was, I, you know, I look totally different. I look at pictures back at myself and think, oh gosh, you know, if I could look like I did back then or, you know, I had no idea how great I looked back then. And, and then I hear the kicker thing that always gets to me. And I hear this over and over again. And I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but I hear, but I still felt Awful about myself back then. And I thought I looked horrible. And I wanted to change myself back then, even when I looked like that. If I'd only known how good I really looked. And I think that's the part that gets to me. And that's the part I point out to people when I'm talking to them. And I say, it really doesn't matter what you look like, it really doesn't matter your size or your weight does it because no matter what it is it's what's going on in your mind what the feeling is you have about yourself because I can guarantee you even if you take on a, some program or diet and you white knuckle it and you happen to get down to whatever goal you have inside hasn't changed how you feel about yourself hasn't changed it'll be fleeting maybe you know maybe you'll have a moment of like hitting this ah you know just because you you hit some goal for a minute but how long is that going to last before you're like wait that wasn't enough maybe and this is what the slippery slope is right that that's scary is if any of you've done this And been there and you realize, wait, I hit this goal. It wasn't enough. Maybe I'll just go a little bit longer or lose a little bit more. And you just have to keep going and going and going because you realize that happiness or the life you perceived that you were going to have once you hit this goal, you didn't get that. And it's actually even worse because if you think about it, if any of you listening have ever taken on some like very restrictive diet or exercise program with the intent and, and goal of looking different and losing weight, how is your life? You know, usually when you take on something like that, your life is pretty restricted as well. And you are not being very social, and your whole life revolves around making sure that you fit in all the things that you're supposed to fit in and following all those rules and doing everything so perfectly. So the whole goal of looking a certain way or or attaining those goals is so that you can then be social and connect with people and have a life and, you know, be quote unquote happy, whatever happiness looks like for you. So the whole path of getting to that life you're wanting and being happy, it might take a very long time. You might be on that for a long, long time. And that whole time, you're missing out on actually having a life and being happy and connecting with people. So what is the point so that one day you can look down at the scale or go buy a pair of jeans that? says some number and then what is something magical going to happen what's what's magically going to happen that your life's going to poof become something amazing because what's sad to me is that if you really look back at it it's like what what events what memories what connections what experiences did you miss out on just to get to that one point in time, reach that one goal. And then the other thing to think about too is once you reach that, you have to think about what it took to get there. All that struggle, all that effort, all that sacrifice, you have to maintain that. You have to keep doing that to stay where you're at. That can't stop Because if you stop, what happens? Right? So you're not going to be able to have this life you imagine in your mind. Because you're going to have to keep doing what you've been doing. That's how you got there. That's, I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but, you know, the path to, quote unquote, happiness is actually paved with help, right? It's awful. So, when I ask people, like, define happiness, what is your happiness? Imagine the life you're really wanting. Why is it that imagining yourself in a different body, in a different size, is what is going to be like the key to the happiness? That's, to me, a very sad thing. You know, do you pick your friends based on size or but numbers on the scale? Like do you go and ask people, "Excuse me, what was this number on the scale this morning?" Or would you ever stop being friends with your best friend if they looked different? I don't think so. Would you love somebody in your life that you cherish deeply if they just looked different or their body got bigger, you know, ask yourself these questions, like, what does it really, what does it really take to have a close bond and deep connection with somebody? And, you know, it's morbid, I know to say, but, you know, I, I've never ever been to a memorial or or a funeral and had somebody say a eulogy or even read an obituary where it said anything about the person where they said, well, so-and-so, you know, they always were, were a size X whatever and weighed X number of pounds throughout their whole life or they died at, you know, such and such a weight. Never. There's nothing about a person's actual value and quality and worth based on their size or their weight? What are the things that really, really matter about somebody? What are the things that touch people's lives about somebody? What are the things that people remember? It's not that I can tell you. So if you really think about if you're spending your whole day, your whole life, even some people they do, but you know, when I ask people, well, how much time do you spend in your day thinking about food or your body or your weight or exercise or what you want to eat or didn't eat or like, you know, the whole thing, right? That's like 80, 90% of my day. And I was there, believe me, I've shared this with you guys. Like I remember being there and I, I was sad that like I probably missed out on so much because I was so focused on that. My mind was so occupied, right? But if you think about that, you know 80 90% of your your time is focused on that and that's not what matters at the end of the day at the end of everything like that is not what matters at all and that's taking your time and focus and energy away from the things that really do matter and i'm not saying it's easy i'm not believe me i know i know but i just i'm pointing this out because I really want you to kind of think a little bit about you know what, what's this what are the, all the sacrifices you're you're making in your life just to try to reach some goal and it's a facade right i get it the it's out there in our societies this image too of like oh if you look a certain way these people these people that look this way have a happier life they they're more valuable they're right? They have more value. They have more worth. No, they don't. I want want you all to challenge that belief. That's not true. Each and every single one of you listening has value and worth. You have something wonderful and special about you that makes you, you. That's why you're here. That's why we're all not the same person. And I think that when you Find that passion that thing about you that makes you you that you want to put more time and effort and energy into your eating disorder if you have an eating disorder becomes much less important because you want to put more time and effort and energy into the the thing or the things that really you know drive you you know i could get into a whole other discussion about like you know, how eating disorders and body image issues aren't about food. They're not about weight. They're not, they seem like that on the surface. You know, they're really about control. They're really about distracting yourself from the things that are hurting and the things that are painful. It makes some sense. If you are so focused again, like on the food, if you're so focused on the weight, if you're so focused on, all of the thoughts and feelings and behaviors around, you know, the eating disorder, the exercise, all of that, then you don't have any space in your head to think about all the things that maybe are stressful or hurting or not okay in your life. And you can feel like you're in control of something, right? Your body is something that's tangible. You can touch, see, and feel your body. You can't touch, see, or feel pain, like emotional pain. Where is it, right? You can't touch, see, or feel anxiety. I mean, you feel it in your body, but you can't really, like, feel it. Like, you can feel your arm or your leg. And so if you can see changes, like visible changes in your body that you can touch and feel, and you can see changes on the scale, see changes in the size of your clothes, then you start to have this sense of I can control something. You have something external that you see changing. You're know, like, okay, I'm doing something and I'm controlling something. I'm in charge of something. This feels good. Some I'm putting effort and energy into something, and there's results that can feel very empowering that can feel like I'm taking charge of something but what are you really trying to control and that can actually get really confusing as well if you're getting a lot of <laughs> hats on the back a lot of encouragement from people in your life or people start saying oh gosh you know like I wish I had as much willpower as you or wow you look great or I mean if you're getting a lot of external validation as well it can be really really hard to want to stop doing all of that right and it can be even harder because once you stop doing all of that your mind's not as focused on all of that and your mind clears up and all the stuff you were avoiding all the stuff that you felt out of control of all the pain stuff that is was sitting there under the surface it starts to come up and that can be a lot, and so that's why it's real easy sometimes to just go back and revert back to the behaviors. Thought relapse, right? Like a little bit. You can. That's why we say like treatment is. It's not a linear line. It's zigzaggy and circular and all over the place, right? It's it's kind of messy looking because it's hard. Nobody says it's easy. Um, that's why, you know, when people say, "Oh, I'm trying to." to do this myself that is a very very difficult thing to do because as things start to come up for you even painful things or traumas or high anxiety that's a lot for somebody to try to do on their own so I you know I'm kind of rambling <laughs> I think a little bit tonight but um like I said I've just been getting lots and lots of questions about all these kinds of things lately trying to touch on all of them a little bit um but i think they are all all related in a way um you know ultimately your eating disorder is not going to change your life for the positive it's not going to solve your problems ultimately you're gonna have these things that are sitting there in you that are hurting and they're painful and when you really stop the eating disorder behaviors and stop focusing on your body and you really get to the why, the hurt, the pain, and you work through those things and you acknowledge them and you start to sift through maybe like learning coping skills to deal with anxiety or dealing with your trauma and getting treatment for that. That's when your life starts to change. That's when things internally start to feel better. And you all deserve to be happy. I mean, I'm not saying if happiness comes and then you're just eternally happy forever. I mean, we're human. We have emotions. And with that, we have like the whole gamut, right? We're human. So, I mean, it would be great if we felt happy all the time. We don't. But we can definitely stop numbing ourselves out from the negative emotions and the painful emotions because what happens is when we numb ourselves out and we distract ourselves from the painful emotions we also don't get to feel the happiness the joy the elation any of those positive feelings that make life really great right so anyway i'm just bringing this all up because if there's anybody out there who's really just struggling i just want to let you know it makes sense. It's really tough. You know, eating disorders, body image issues, not they're tough. And I don't want to make it sound like, oh yeah, just go get treatment and it's so easy. It's, it's not. And so be kind to yourselves, have some self-compassion. I know that's easier said than done because I know most of you in, out there listening have very harsh inner critics in your mind and you're very hard on yourselves. Most of you are probably very perfectionistic um, have very high standards for yourselves. Um, but you're also probably very mean to yourselves and very cruel. So, um, you know, if you can just take a step back and try to just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going through something really, really hard. This is tough. That would be, that'd be nice if you could kind of say that every now and again to yourself because, and I'll say it to you, you know, you, you deserve to get better, you deserve to feel better, and you deserve to have a life where you can feel happy, and that has nothing to do with the number on your scale, the number on your pants, nothing to do with those things, don't make your life be determined by numbers. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox for the evening, but I hope you guys keep the questions and comments coming in. Um, I love hearing from you guys. Uh, You are a great audience. Um, Still can't believe we're well over 100 podcasts at this point. And um, you guys are great. So keep me in the loop. Let me know what you want on the podcast because I'll get it on here. So all right. Have a great rest of your day and uh, keep listening. Take care.